I want to talk a little bit about what I believe to be the key to successful programming at the youngest age groups of hockey. So we're talking like mites and mini mites here in the States. So that's U8s, U6s. Um, we could even talk, you know, U10s a little bit. Um, but it's, it's been an interesting topic. It's been on my mind lately um, because of a few conversations I've had. So there was a few conversations I've had recently um, that actually brought me back to some conversations I had had five years ago when uh, my oldest boy, Tyler, was just starting to play. So five years ago, you know, we were look, I was looking at my local program here and, and um, you know, there was definitely some good things happening there, but there were some things that I also thought we could tweak, some adjustments to make that would make it more effective. And uh, this is where it's kind of interesting. You know, as you get older, you get to see if your predictions turned out right or if you were wrong, <laughs> you know, because sometimes it takes five or 10 years even um, for you to be able to see if what you believed is actually the case or if you need to adjust your thinking. So anyways, um, I had a conversation with, uh, with one of our guys and, um, you know, I kind of laid out a few, a few ideas of what I thought a, a neat looking um, might program would look like. And, um, the main things that I was talking about is, you know, Hey, we need to take the development more seriously. We need to have actual practice plans. We need to mentor coaches so that they know what they're doing out there. Um, you know, and, and we need, you know, there was a few other organizational changes that I thought would, would work well. And anyways, um, the guy I was talking to said, Weiss, you're a great guy. You, you know, the game, but you're a fanatic. And uh, he said, people don't want to take house hockey as seriously as you think that they do, or as you seriously as you think that they should. And so I think, you know, I think some of it was just, maybe I came on a little too strong. Maybe I was acting a little fanatical. Um, but my point wasn't like, you know, hey, we should, it should you just, you know, hockey, 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 we should just be doing this all the time. My point was like, if we're going to be here at the rink anyways, we should have a plan and we should um, have some structure some development, um, you know, some objectives and, and a little bit of know-how among the coaches. And so anyways, you know, a little bit of give and take, a little bit of massaging along the way and some, you know, some organizational changes and stuff like that. And, and five years down the road now, um, we're looking at it and the program has, has done extremely well. Um, you know, we've got some really good coaches that are, you know, both established coaches and up and coming coaches, but there's a mentoring system in place where, um, you know, all the coaches at this local organization where, where my kids play, um, are all singing from the same page of music now, which is great. Um, the numbers have increased and it's not just due to these organizational changes that, that we were talking about, but there's been, there's been a good effort on the recruiting part, um, from the organization. Um, but even just as important, if not maybe more important, there's been retention. So, you know, hockey, especially in these um, less than mainstream locations like Salt Lake, where I'm located, um, it's not a mainstream sport. So it's really easy for a parent to say, hey, you know, let's, let's let Johnny try hockey. And then Johnny gets on the ice and can't move, can't skate, can't stand up even. And, uh, you know, they come in one door and out the other before they even get a chance to really figure out how fun hockey can be. So that's where the development side of thing comes in. The development side of the equation comes in is, you know, we need to give these kids a chance to get proficient on their skates. Hockey is not fun until you can skate. And so if you're not having this program, this, you know, structure in place where the kids can come in, 
have a little bit of fun while they're learning to skate. But the biggest thing is get them skating as fast as possible so that they can enjoy the game. Then it's going to be a revolving door. They're going to come in one door out the other, and you're not going to have the retention that you need to have a strong, stable uh, program. So we, we put some of these changes in place. Um, like I said, some of them were developmentally driven changes. Some of them were organizationally driven changes. And, um, five years down the road now at, at the U8 level, um, you know, we've gone from three teams to six. And actually this year we had enough teams. Um, prior to this year, we hadn't divided out the six-year-olds. So the U6s were, um, just lumped in with the U8s because there weren't enough of them. But this year we've got actually four U8 teams that are just U8s and then another two U6s that are actually full. We probably should have divided them into three teams. So we've got enough for seven legitimate teams now at the, at the organization, which is amazing. Um, so like I said, not only there's been a, a great effort on the organization itself getting kids in the door, but then the programming itself has kept them. And not only that, but they're bringing their friends now from other organizations. So it's, you know, as the reputation grows that your organization is serious about development, people flock to it. It's actually the opposite of, of, you know, what, what I had been told initially it's, you know, as you take it more seriously and as you grow and build, um, and we've also got, I should mention, we've also got, um, you know, a, a little bit of a tournament team structure beginning as well. So, and that's at the squirt level. So as we give players teams to aspire to, and as they come in and feel themselves getting better and more competent, more capable on the ice, then they have the opportunity to actually enjoy the game and make a decent decision on whether or not hockey is for them. And it's not a decision based on, well, I can't skate. <laughs> I can't stand up, right? So anyways, while this was all happening, while, while the organization I'm working with has been growing, um, you know, more than doubling in size over the past five years. Um, I've watched a couple of other organizations, one in one, one in particular that has kind of gone the opposite way. And, you know, I was talking to someone from that organization and, and saying, you know, what's going on. And, uh, basically he was saying, you know, there's, there's just not the commitment from the parents. It's not, it's not there. They don't want to, be committed. They don't want to come to practice. They don't want to drive, um, longer than, you know, necessary to get to the rink. So like coming from, um, you know, from their location to our location, it's not, <laughs> not as appealing to them. And, uh, you know, we kind of had this conversation. It's, it's been interesting to see. So what my point, my point is, is when you take the development seriously, you get more commitment from the parents. And more commitment from the parents and from the players. You know, if they see that the practices are worthwhile to be at, then they will bring their kids to practice. When the kids come to practice, the kids have fun. The kids get better. They learn things. They learn discipline. They learn hard work. And it breeds itself. It grows exponentially. And the opposite effect happens if you take this, you know, hands-off approach like, hey, it's, it's might house hockey. They're just here to have fun just get them on the ice. And, um, you know, that's good enough at this age group. We'll take it more seriously as they get older. Well, it's, it doesn't go that way. It will decay. It disintegrates. 
And that's what has happened with um, a couple of other programs locally here is, you know, the kids who want to take it more seriously go to the programs who will take it more seriously. The kids who don't, don't show up and then they don't do well in games and they don't get better. And it's just a, you know, a negative spiral of decay, really. And these organizations are now having a hard time even fielding the necessary number of teams to even participate. So my two cents worth, as I always say, is it's, it's not about being a fanatic. It's not about being like, you know, crazy, crazy coach. Like, you know, they always get painted nowadays, you know, in the movies and stuff like that. And, and in whatever articles you're reading online, it's not about being crazy. It's about, it's about providing quality development opportunities. And to do that takes a little bit of extra work, a little bit of extra know-how and some coordination between, um, you know, the coaches and the organization. And, and when you get that dialed in, it's a recipe for a fun, developmentally oriented, um, really neat experience where the program grows, the kids have fun, they get better and good things happen. So think about it. And, um, you know, if, if your organization is one of these ones that's struggling, um, that may be something to look at you know, are we really taking our development seriously? And do the parents understand that? And do the players understand that? And if it's not being taken seriously, think about making a few tweaks, a few adjustments, and um, it'll be a better place to be. And improvement is really what's fun. You know, it's fun to be carefree and haphazard once in a while, but really the, that, that's fleeting fun. That's fun that doesn't last you know, once that practice is done, then that carefree fun is over. Um, however, you know, the, the fun in development is long lasting. The players leave the rink with a sense of satisfaction. Like, Hey, I was able to do that Mohawk turn now. And at the beginning of the season, I wasn't, and that's fun. And they're proud of themselves and they want to come back and keep learning. So the key to programming success, the key to good programming is, um, deliberate intent with development and taking the programming seriously. So that's all for today. We'll be back again soon.